0: So Jonathan wrote to me and asked if he should buy a small business now or wait until he should buy a bigger business later. Let's get into that. I'm David C. Barnett and you're tuned in to Small Business and Dealmaking, the podcast, YouTube channel, and blog where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things, I talk to interesting people, and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like and be sure to hit subscribe, and let's get to it. Special thanks quote to today's video sponsor, Mark Willis of Lake Growth Financial. Mark helps people better manage their personal wealth and business finances through the bank on yourself insurance strategy. This is something I've done personally and I've gotten lots of positive feedback from people I've worked with over the years. Go to newbankingsolution.com to find a playlist of all the interviews I've done with Mark and to learn more about the advantages of these programs. While there, sign up to arrange a conversation about what this solution might look like for you. All right. So I got this email from Jonathan and uh, we're going to get into this, but it, it, for the month of April, 2023, which is when, uh, when this is being released, I'm actually going to do a special viewer survey. Um, and whether you watch the YouTube videos or you listen to the audio on a podcast service, if you head over to dcbsurvey.com, um, there's a few questions on there uh, because while I I know what I talk about. I know my topics, and I hear from some of you through your comments and other feedback uh, in the notes, and you know the viewer comments and that kind of thing. Um, I would like to have a better picture of who the audience is and be able to get a better idea of what kind of stuff you're looking for. So if you head over to dcbsurvey.com, there's a few basic questions, You know, just asking about how you consume the content, uh, what your intentions are, like if you're trying to buy a business or you think you might sell one, or if you're an advisor to people who are buying and selling businesses and you listen to my content just as part of a professional uh, discussion. Um, there are prizes, and I'm gonna do a draw at the end of April, uh, but the survey will remain up afterwards. So, even if you're watching this after April 2023, please come and do the survey uh, because the feedback will be really important to help shape the content of the channel for the year uh, that's coming up. So, thank you. So, uh, just to get to Jonathan's uh, comment here, so he was watching the video Absentee Owned Businesses 2022, um, which came out last year. And uh, here's what he wrote He wrote, Great video, David. I would like to know your opinion on this. If someone had the money to buy a small business between thirty dollars and $50,000 and an academic background in business economics finance, would it be better to, and he's got two options that he's presenting, A, gain experience working for another company, working your way up to a management position, which might take 10 years, then buying a bigger business because of the accumulated savings in those 10 years or B, buy a small business from the beginning and gain experience running it directly instead of investing those 10 years in the alternative, option A. This is assuming in both cases that this person has taken your courses and is part of the business buyer venture community. Oh, thanks. Thanks for plugging my stuff. Um, So I I find this very interesting because every once in a while, I happen to run into a person uh, like Jonathan who submits a question and I can tell from the way that Jonathan's uh, question is written is that he's looking at obviously planning out his life, probably a younger person from, from the comments that he's made. Um, and he's trying to figure out the optimum path, uh, to maybe end up with the highest net worth or the biggest business or, or whatever it is that's driving, uh, Jonathan's ambition. Okay. Um, and so sometimes, um, it's difficult for people in Jonathan's position to get their head around what actually drives a lot of people in this market, Um, because it's not anything to do with the kinds of things that Jonathan is referring to. So I I did reply to Jonathan in the video and I'll read my answer and then expand upon it a little bit. Um, And so what I said to Jonathan was, you know, most of the clients that I've ever worked with over the years, Um, before asking themselves the question that Jonathan asked, the very first thing they would ask is whether or not they could tolerate being an employee for 10 years, because often this is actually the thing that's motivating people to get out and buy a business. Um, it's the fact that they just simply cannot tolerate being in the position of being an employee. They, they see things done in their opinion in a poor way. Um, they don't understand why certain things have to be done in a certain way. They run into people who seem to be climbing the corporate ladder or winning in the big company, even though they, you know, in the person's opinion, don't deserve that. Right. And so a lot of the times people who end up in business for themselves, um, they're just, they're, they're different from the people that excel well in a corporate environment. And they eventually make the decision that they just don't want to spend any more time in that kind of place, whether it's a big company or, I don't know, some other place that's structured that that they don't agree with everything that's happening. And, and it could be the military, the government, right? But um, they say, I need a different path in life. I need greater control. And this is the this is the driver that most people that I've worked with are being driven by a desire to be able to be responsible for their own path and uh, and have the freedom that comes with accepting that responsibility. So how do these you know, freedom-seeking people end up coming over to wanting to buy a business? Usually the first consideration is starting one. A lot of these people will say, I really hate my job. I'm going to start my own business. But what tends to happen is that they will get into a position where they have a lot of serious obligations, family, children, mortgages on a home, et cetera. And when they start to look into the reality of starting a business, they realize just how risky it is. And then they think, well, maybe I should do, you know, maybe I should get into business by getting a business that already has its customers in place, already has systems in place, and maybe that'll be less risky. And then then they'll eventually find content like mine online. So... So that's the big thing, because Jonathan, if your number one goal is simply to maximize financial benefit, right? If if you're just trying to maximize your net worth in life and you've got a background in business economics and finance, and you don't seem opposed to staying in some kind of big organization, maybe it's a bank or something like that for the next 10 years, then there are other ways that are probably less risky to build a foundation of high net worth rather than getting into business. So let me give you some examples. Um, You might do that corporate job and then build up some money and then maybe go buy like an apartment building or, you know, a mini storage facility or some other kind of much less time intensive endeavor, which will allow you to keep your corporate job while you're building your assets. So, you know, if you're young and single, you might even buy a house and do that house hacking trick where you you live in one bedroom and you rent out the other bedrooms to your friends and then use their rent to pay off the mortgage more quickly and then, you know use the equity in the home to then maybe buy a small apartment block or a mini storage place like I mentioned. and And so you can like personally trade in side hustles and investments and things um, that having a corporate job can allow you to do. So, well, let me dial this back to my own path and my own experience. Um, if you get into my historical videos, I, I have some that talk about my background. So at one point I was working for the Yellow Pages and in the Yellow Pages, I was in sales and that meant I worked from a home office and I was responsible for making my own schedule, going out, visiting clients, booking my own appointments. I would travel quite a bit, which essentially meant that I was out of the direct view of my immediate supervisor all of the time, right? So in that period of time, I started to buy small apartment buildings. So I had a couple of triplexes and a fourplex. Well, in the world of sales, if I needed to go meet a plumber at 10 o'clock in the morning, I, I just did it, right? Because I could fit that into my job. So I had a high income from the sales career while I was building these other assets uh, and then eventually it was my desire to get out of the corporate environment to to do my own thing that led me to leave yellow pages and start the junk removal business and in the beginning the junk removal business because it was a startup you know didn't have any cash flow but it's okay because the cash flow from the apartments was able to help smooth over my personal finances so the if you're just about the money and the net worth and everything, and you can tolerate being in the corporate environment, then I would say aim towards some kind of position within the company that's going to have give you a greater and greater degree of freedom over your time. Build the portfolio of personal assets because after 10 years, you will then have more than an A-B decision to make. You could then say, well, I'm going to stay in the corporate world and continue to build these assets or... I'm going to leave the corporate world and buy a business, but now I can really buy a tremendously huge business because I've got all of this net worth and all these assets to lean upon uh, or see uh, you know maybe I can like just go somewhere where I can reduce my cost of living significantly so that I can actually live off my more passive assets. Who knows, right? Uh, and that's the whole point, in my opinion, of money is money simply creates options for you. Money is the you know representation of effort and energy that you put into something and by deferring um, your desires. So if you have extra money, you can buy a fancy sports car or you can buy the apartment block, right? So you divert, you defer the the desires, you defer gratification, you invest that energy, that that time, effort, et cetera, that you expended in exchange for that money. You you then put that into an investment and allow it to grow even further so that it can yield for you greater returns down the road. So if you can put up with with the corporate career, maybe that's the right thing for you. If you really hate going into work, if you just can't stand it, if you find it intolerable, then maybe you want to look at business. The type of money that you're talking about, though, thirty dollars to $50,000 to put down on a business, um, you're looking at a very small business. So let's be realistic. You will probably be buying a business into which you will have to become the day-to-day owner operator. Uh, and so in a lot of respects, people would describe that as buying a job. Um, and as long as it's something that you think that you've got the skills and talents to grow over time, that may not be a bad thing. Um, you know, you you buy the business, you really learn the industry, and then you start to make the moves within the business to grow. Businesses can double in a couple of years. Apartment building revenue usually cannot. And that's that's the big difference between something like a business and something like a real estate investment. Is that the business, yes, is more risky, but inherently has more levers with which you can apply change and create growth and expand the sales, expand the profitability, et cetera. So it's exciting in that regard. And, you know, quite honestly, I have to say that a lot of the times when I look at my own career and my own experience in business, there are a lot of things I learned calling on companies for the Yellow Pages, Uh, a lot of things I learned through other people that I didn't have to experience myself that has created a lot of shortcuts uh, for me in helping to avoid mistakes and things based on other people's warnings, observing other people's stories, other people's mishaps, things like that. So um, there was another video that I made, uh, things you should learn from your job before you leave to get into business. And you might want to look up that video too. It's from a few years ago. Um, But if there's an opportunity for you to move into a position within your employment uh, where you become directly responsible for managing the income statement or P&L of a division of the company where it really gives you a chance to play owner while being within the, the warm embrace of the corporation who will you know take all the lumps, bruises and, and bear all the risk while you learn how to better manage a business. Right. So there can be a huge advantage in that as far as learning and development. Anyway, great question, Jonathan. And um, for anyone out there who's who's thinking along these lines, I'll tell you, if you head over to businessbuyeradvantage.com, that's where you're going to find the whole, uh, all the different things that I do to help people buy a business. But there's a link to the online course that I have, Business Buyer Advantage, which has just recently been expanded. Uh, I, I can't remember how long it is now. With the new additions, it's probably pushing 16 hours of content. Um, but one of the key pieces of feedback that I've received from people who have done Business Buyer Advantage is that they've done the program and then realized this is not something for me. And in my opinion, that's as much of a win as doing the program and buying a business successfully. Because if you can realize after spending some time and a couple hundred dollars, uh, realizing that this is not the thing for you, uh, it is substantially cheaper to learn that way than to actually go forward and do a deal and then realize after you're in business and you own the thing that this is not for you because then it literally can take you years to get back out of it. And so if you're kind of an on the fence person, I would highly recommend business Fire advantage. Um, it not only does it teach you how to go about buying a business, but it can really, you know, shed a lot more light on what it's like to be an operator. Anyway, with that, I'll say thank you very much. And don't forget everyone head over to dcbsurvey.com to fill in the the viewer survey and uh, we'll see you later. Bye. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium sized businesses? Easy, head over to my blog site at davidcbarnett.com. You'll find hundreds of articles and videos all for free. You'll find links to my books and online courses And you can sign up for my email list and get emails covering topics that interest you and be notified of new videos.